up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! Of Matt Spectro through the multiverse. As always, I'm your host, Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime superhero fan. You've reached the podcast, talks comic book and talks animation. And it's that time of year again with Ghost and Goblins, Tricks or Treats. It's the spooky season. It's Halloween. And as always, here in the multiverse, we're kicking off a month long celebration of comic books, animation, and we are talking. Halloween, possibly my favorite holiday of the year. All right, before we get into it, though, we're going to briefly explain the rules. And I'm bringing on my guest. Rule number one, comics animation plus Halloween. That's what we're talking about. Strap in for that. Rule number two, big fan of the old team-up books. Marvel team-up. Marvel 2-in-1 DC Comics presents. It's a team-up podcast. Every episode, me and a special guest. Joining and talking comic books and talking animation. Rule three, and most important, we got to have fun. And welcome to episode 108, the kickoff of the Halloween celebration. I'm going to bring my guest out. He is the host of the YouTube channel, Comics by Dylan. Welcome back to the multiverse, Dylan. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here, and especially during one of my favorite times of the year as well. Yeah, I'm always torn between Christmas and uh and Halloween, so I do a month long celebration of both. <laughs> classic, so yeah, it's the classic struggle between the two holidays. So I'm I'm completely there with you. So uh, we're kicking off Halloween a little early, but uh, why wait? No time like the present. And I always start off with every guest uh, in the well, every guest when we're talking Halloween. Do you have a favorite Halloween film or Halloween horror franchise? What are you talking as far as Halloween? Well, you know, I, I'm of the mind that when it comes to like movies, like actual like Halloween movies, for me, you can't go wrong with the classic black and whites, the universal monsters. Like those are just staples. But beyond that, I also was a child of the late nineties, early two thousands. So for me, the Halloween town franchise, that is just, it has to be on at some point in the year and hocus pocus, but everybody says hocus pocus. Well, what about uh, Hocus Pocus 2? You know what? Not as bad as I, I thought it was going to be. It was it was all right. It could have been worse. So I think they're supposed to be making another one, maybe. I think they're they're going to run out of gas on that one. But second <laughs> one, not too bad. Uh, we decided to talk Halloween. And uh, why don't you tell the people what you decided to pick for the kickoff of the Halloween celebration. <laughs> so I want to, I want to preface this by saying, I know there are so many different Halloween episodes of so many things that I could have picked, but you know, like I said, being a child of the late nineties, early two thousands, there was one cartoon that I think most of us, 
really loved growing up, and that was the Fairly Odd Parents. Now, I'm sure a lot of people are going to know exactly where I'm going with this. I very strongly related to the one episode where Timmy wanted so desperately for the Halloween costumes to be real. I just I I love that because that to me that's the purest expression of a child's love for Halloween, just wanting to actually be the monster or the hero that they're dressed as. It's a very normal thing and I love that they actually did an episode about it. So, has a uh... Has my life taken a, a wrong turn that here I am, Dylan, a grown-ass man, talking about the fairly odd parents? You know what? I'm not even going to question it. The fact that you're allowing it to happen, I'm just going to keep quiet and enjoy the ride. This was not my first experience to this when uh, my niece and nephew, when they were young, watched it. And my one of my best friend's kids watched it as well. So I, I do remember this cartoon. I have seen it quite a few times. <laughs> Now, before we get into it, though, since the last time you were here, it's been a while you've been on the show. Now we start off every episode with trivia. Oh, no. So <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a trivia question. The results have been up and down. Sometimes, sometimes they get it right, a lot of people <laughs> get it wrong. But I'm only going to ask you one. Are you ready? I, I think I am. All right. When creator uh, Butch... Uh, Hartman was uh, creating the Fairly Odd Parents. One of his initial ideas was he wanted to do a boy version of what Disney princess? Um, uh, uh, Cinderella? Ding, ding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it's one of those things that's like it's so obvious, but you don't think about it. <laughs> it really it literally hit me over the top of the head when I was like, oh, fairy godparents. Hello. Because yeah. <laughs> I asked my I always ask my uh, wife, like, is this trivia question too easy? And she didn't get it either. And I'm like, yeah, it's one of those things that automatically should pop into your head, but it doesn't. <laughs> that's so true. It really should. It's like right there. It is the title. So, I mean, that should have been the dead giveaway. But hey, congratulations. Not everybody's getting the trivia, so uh, you're one of the, the... I'll put you a check in the wind column. There we go. <laughs> so we're going to talk the uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, debuted uh, Nickelodeon back in uh, 2001. And like I had said previously, created by uh, Butch Hartman. Now this is, uh, according to everything I looked up, this is next to SpongeBob SquarePants. It's considered the most popular animated show on nickelodeon i'm telling you i i completely believe that because every one of us like everybody knew even the kids who said they hated the show like they knew at least a few episodes that made them laugh like it's just it was a part of everybody's well everybody in my generation like it was just our childhood now they even claim one season it actually beat spongebob in the ratings didn't last long spongebob took the spot back but that's how popular this show was at one point I believe it. Yeah, that 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 completely makes sense because they really were neck and neck for a while. I think for a few years, like it was just SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents reruns. Like that was what was keeping Nick on the air. Now, uh, originally they were shorts on the Oh Yeah cartoons, which I gotta admit I don't remember that at all until I looked it up. I I don't even remember the existence of Oh Yeah cartoons. <laughs> but it wasn't long before that Nickelodeon. Uh, said they wanted to turn it into its own thing so it went from just shorts to its own cartoon 
And uh, it's been running off and on ever since. I looked up, and uh, not only did it have a 10-year run, but they had the live-action films, and uh, I believe there's a uh, a reboot on Paramount Plus as we speak. Oh, okay. That I did not know. I Yeah, I had forgotten about the movies until you mentioned it, and I think probably Nick would like everyone to forget about them now, too, considering that Drake Bell was the star in those, and he's not... He's not really having the best reputation these days, so that's probably why they're also rebooting it. So, uh, like I said, it was on Nickelodeon, uh, Fredator Studios and Nickelodeon Animation. The uh, creator, uh, Butch Hartman, uh, named uh, the character Timmy Turner after his brother, Tim. But legend has it, originally he was going to name it after his other brother, Mike. But he got into an argument the day of with his brother, Mike. So he was like, "The hell with him! <laughs> I'm gonna name him Timmy." <laughs> that that's very fitting. That seems like a thing that would happen between siblings. Like, God, ah, we'll forget you then. I'm gonna name it after you know our younger brother then. And uh, yeah, the live action was back in 2011, and uh, it was actually to celebrate their 10th season. They also had that brief hiatus in uh, 2005. Came back with a revival in 2007, which. Uh, I don't know if you would call it the jump the shark moment, but you might call it the Oliver or the Scrappy Doo moment when they introduce the character of Poof. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I feel like when they brought in Poof, there really was a change in dynamic. It didn't really go all the way off the rails yet. It was later on that it really just kind of lost the spark. But Poof may have been that first domino falling. Well, Butch Hartman has said that... uh he said it hasn't been like super loud, but he has every time they've changed the dynamic, introduced new characters, they've gotten some negative feedback. But he credits the longevity of the show of that they've evolved and added new characters. <laughs> well, okay, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but that is uh, neither here nor there, I guess. I mean, a lot of people, some people don't like shows evolving at all. Some people like. It, the status quo to remain forever, which can be really difficult, especially with a television show. Exactly. Now, uh, I didn't know this, but uh, Mary Kay Bergman was originally the voice of Timmy Turner, but that changed quickly to voice acting legend Tara Strong, who Nickelodeon has a weird thing about women voicing male character, uh, adolescent boy character. <laughs> It is. It's a very weird feeling because we're supposed to identify with that character as kids. And then we grow up and see what they look like, you know, behind the screen. And it's just it's a very weird emotion. It, I, that's the best way I can sum it up. But, yeah, that's that's definitely an ongoing phenomenon with them. This is a Halloween episode. So we are going back to October 29th, 2002. The episode Scary Godparents. I gotta tell you, I had like a Mandela effect or something going on because I convinced myself the name of this episode was Scary Odd Parents. And when I looked it up online, I kept seeing it listed as both things. Oh, wow. But when I sat down and watched it, I, I even paused it. It's the title card is Scary Godparents. <laughs> well, there you go. I guess maybe that was one time where they were like, well, we can acknowledge it here, right? That's it's funny. The episode's written by Butch Hartman, Steve Mermel, Jack Thomas, directed by Butch Hartman, Gary Conrad, uh, John Fountain. Now, like you had said previously about the Halloween costumes, uh, 
you know, everyone becoming them. Uh, isn't there a uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode that has this exact same premise? Is there? I I have no I've never really seen all of Buffy. So if there is, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. But yeah, that would be interesting. I might have to check that out. Yeah, as an episode, Chandler was dressed as a he become he was dressed as an army man, so he's suddenly this badass like military man. Nice. And uh, Willow actually dies because she was a ghost, and then uh, she comes back to life. <laughs> yeah, it's like the exact same premise. I love it. Is I I think this is the only Halloween episode they ever did as well. Uh-huh. Now, uh huh. Now, and I was also looking up. Apparently, there's a lot of deleted scenes. I'm going to get into a little bit of a spoiler, but there's a uh, deleted scene with Vicky where AJ asks her, you know, why she doesn't bully the rich kids and take their candy. And she says that uh, because they're rich and have good costumes, they can always get more candy. But if I take yours, it'll leave you with nothing. <laughs> you know what that sounds like, Vicky? I believe that. Oh. Uh, also about the show, uh, not this particular episode, but this show had a lot of famous people. Uh, Norm MacDonald did a voice on here. Gilbert Godfrey, Alec Baldwin, Adam West, Jay Leno. Yes, I miss all of them too. Adam West as Catman and Norm MacDonald as Norm the Genie. Oh, man, those were just, I mean, they, they really can't. I don't know if they allowed them to just, free style it and just you know ad lib their lines or what they were doing but they were so hilarious in every way like it just their talent really brought so much to the show and in a way it kind of introduced i think a lot of kids to some humor from you know comedy legends that they probably wouldn't have known otherwise so it's i think that's another one of the ongoing just parts of the legacy for the show that it introduced people to so many things and they didn't even realize it so we're going to go into a little voice acting, uh, well, I should say voice acting credits. <laughs> Timmy Turner, like we said, was uh, Tara Strong. She also does the voice of Poof when he gets introduced later on. Everybody should know, if you've listened to any episodes of my show or know anything about animation, you should know who Tara Strong is. She's Dill Pickles on Rugrats, Raven on Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. She's shown up on Family Guy, American Dad, um, I mean, you name it. <laughs> she's she's been a voice on it <laughs> Cosmo is voiced by a Darren Norris who also is the voice of uh, Mr. Turner he's done a whole bunch of anime dubs he's been on everything from Danny Phantom to the Loud House uh, he's J. Jonah Jameson on the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon oh. he did some acting as well uh, I've never really watched Veronica Mars but he played the character Cliff McCormick on Veronica Mars hmm Okay. Now, my wife watches Veronica Mars. I asked her who Cliff McCormick was. She couldn't even tell me, so I don't know if he has that <laughs> big of a, of a role or not. <laughs> and Wanda is a uh, Susan Blanksley. Blakesley, I should say. She's also the Mrs. Turner, so it's kind of weird. Wanda and Cosmo are also Timmy's parents. Huh. I guess that kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I, I never really realized that before. Interesting. Is it just me and um, I don't know if you watch this cartoon? There's something about, for some reason, his parents always reminded me of the the couple on Ren and Stimpy. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because the, to me they always reminded me of the parents from um, Cow and Chicken. I don't know what it is about that they have just that similarity. So many like animation parents. Um, Susan, she's done voices on uh, 
everything from Powerpuff Girls, Phineas and Ferb, the Green Lantern cartoon. She's done anime dubs as well, so done quite a lot of work, but a lot of it was listed as various voices, so it's not always like someone famous. They just constantly, uh, constantly working. So um, I've seen a handful. Would you say, well, I got to ask, Nickelodeon, did you enjoy all of it, or was it just uh, this particular cartoon? Uh, honestly, for me, this one and SpongeBob were two of the biggest for me. Um, but I loved just about everything from you know my era. Once I got to about, I don't even want to say high school because even in high school, my friends and I were still quoting SpongeBob to each other. But I think around the time I was getting ready to graduate from high school, that was when I kind of lost that and the um live action shows on Nickelodeon. Because after a while, once I hit like, I guess high school region that was when i realized like the humor was just kind of dumb like there was no other way to put it it was just kind of stupid so for me it kind of just stuck to the cartoons and then after a while that kind of faded out too but yeah i loved pretty much everything that they had on there could you say without hyperbole this is the greatest nickelodeon halloween special they've ever done um maybe you know i no. No, no, I couldn't do that. The best, probably the best one for real, at least in my opinion, would be the first SpongeBob Halloween special. Just because, I mean, he was literally a ghost with the sheet and then they took it off and it was just his brain and his skeleton. I mean, nothing (laughs) ever will ever beat that. So I think that one probably takes it. But this comes right after that for sure. All right. On that note, we're going to take our break and we're going to kick off Halloween season with a Fairly Odd Parents. Scary godparents. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Butch Hartman, and I've got a brand new show on Nickelodeon called The Fairly Odd Parents. He's Wanda, and he's Cosmo. How's my hair? See, they're actually fairy godparents to this kid named Timmy. Timmy's just your average ten-year-old kid. He's got a mom and a dad and friends, and he's got an evil babysitter named Vicky. She's icky with a V. Yep, Timmy's just an average ten-year-old kid with two fairly odd fairy godparents who can grant us every wish, whether he wants to be a dog or meet his favorite superhero, or even have an alien come to visit his house. It's all possible when you have the Fairly Odd Parents, showing now on a TV near you. And that's it. Except for changing me back. Guys. Cosmo? Wanda? Guys! Watch Nick's newest Nicktoon. Guys! The Fairly Odd Parents. Fridays at 8.30, 7.30 Central, only on Nick. Hello? It's Halloween, and you're invited to a little party at our house. <laughs> so why not come over for a deliciously ooky hour with the Adams Family? Trick or treat. Followed by two hair-raising specials featuring that very scary rabbit, Summerville Winterfriend. <laughs> It'll be a scream. Our two networks haunted house party. Friday starting at 8 on Cartoon Network. Boom! <laughs> Kraft Fairly Odd Parents Macaroni and Cheese. Wish you could sell me a Chanel. Oh, boy, go back in history, oh, me. Like Timmy, what about Macaroni? Kraft Fairly Odd Parents Macaroni and Cheese with Timmy, Cosmo, Wanda, and other magical sayings. Wish I could magic like you guys. According to the whole Timmy, you can. And I wish I had a cool car. Now, Mom, 
Cubes can make the cheesiest with less fat and fewer calories using new directions on the box. Meanwhile, at the Podcast of Justice. We are back, <laughs> and uh, hopefully you just, during the break, also watched Fairly Odd Parents, Scary Godparents. You gotta, even as an adult, you gotta have a love for that that theme song. Exactly. It's a classic. It will always be an earworm. You just start reciting any part of it, and my mind is already doing the whole the whole title sequence. I love how the credits are exactly the same, except at the very end when Vicky shows up, her head turns into a pumpkin. <laughs> I love that too. That was there a touch always with every episode, just have her turn into something different. And of course, this being a Halloween episode, we're gonna do a jack o' lantern. So we open with Timmy watching the uh, Jackobots on a pumpkin planet with the Pumpkinator. So get used to a lot of pumpkin puns that are coming your way nonstop. Yes, yes. That was also uh, on the video he's watching the Pumpkinator, which is basically kind of like an evil Voltron if he was made out of pumpkins, basically. (laughs) Fighting Crash Nebula. I love Crash Nebula. I know a lot of people love the crimson chin from fairly odd parents but for me crash nebula was the hero so you find out obviously it was just timmy watching the show uh where he he points and says that uh he wants to wear that and of course cosmos <laughs> turns him into a television set not knowing he meant <laughs> the jackalbot <laughs> and uh he uh brings up and this gets brought up another uh he says that scary costumes they're always the coolest that's another theme that gets brought up a lot as well. Exactly. And that's, I, I have to agree with him wholeheartedly. Everybody always wants to dress up as the villains because that's the character that's creepy. And, it, and that, it's just cool during Halloween to be something creepy. I used to, as an adult, like my, my job would have a dress up day and I would like to go in and dress. But then it got to be like, I'm spending a lot of money on a costume that I'm going to wear exactly. <laughs> at work. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's kind of weird to to try and plan out a costume as an adult because it, it really is you have to basically plan your whole day as normal and then at some point you have to plan to go and change into some sort of costume that you're going to wear for the rest of the night and then come home and have to take off again. What is your take on the uh, how Halloween when <laughs> we're gonna get sidetracked just for a second <laughs> and. I apologize if we're, I'm bringing this subject up when we're talking about a kid's cartoon, but <laughs> what point in time do you think it became that every Halloween costumes just became fill in name his character as a whore? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure what exactly, well, I know exactly what spurred that trend, but I don't know where exactly it started. It just kind of seemed that everybody agreed that, Oh, we, we like seeing this, right? We all want to see more. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Let's just, let's keep taking If they'll keep wearing it, we'll keep making it less and less. Like when I was a kid, and I'm obviously older than you, but I don't, 
remember that ever happening. Somewhere when I became adult, I just looked around and noticed every girl was cat if a cat was a whore, Dorothy if Dorothy was a whore. Like I don't know when that happened. I and it's so weird too because you could be literally anything, and that they decided is well, I can be anything, but as a whore, like that's isn't that the point? And you know what? I'm not mad at them if they, however they want to dress, that's fine. But at the same time, I mean. Did you, couldn't you have gone more for the realness effect? What, what is the point of dressing up as, you know, some sort of bloody zombie if the bloody zombie is still wearing a miniskirt? I don't get it. All right. I just, when you brought up the thing about the costumes, that, that stuck in my head. We're, we're going to go back to the show. <laughs> in a really strange bit, Timmy's parents dress as each other for Halloween, <laughs> but it's not like, like a, just a joke, haha! Dads and moms dress like they literally look exactly like each other. And it is the creepiest thing too, hearing you know the dad's voice coming out of essentially the mom's body. It's it creates this conflict in the brain where the brain doesn't even want to accept that that's where the voice is coming from. It, it's the strangest thing. And um, this led to <laughs> a bit. Uh, this genuinely made me laugh out loud when uh. He says, we're dressing as each other. And Timmy says, I'm going straight to therapy. And his dad says, you're going trick-or-treating whether you're crazy or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just an old school dad's mentality. You know, fine. If you want to lose your mind, fine. But you're still going out trick-or-treating. That, that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> then you find out the rich kids, the, the bullies, they're dressed as the Jackobots. The costume that Timmy wanted to wear, which uh, he's a little upset because uh, they were supposed to win a contest to get those costumes. Uh, but they said they just uh, rich kids and we can just bribe the judges. <laughs> Nothing better. He may have fairy godparents, but they do have the magic of money. And uh, Timmy's dad is uh, he gives them uh, Timmy's uh, video game CDs and the money they were saving for his birthday. <laughs> And then his friends uh, show up. What is it? Uh, is it AJ and Chester? Is that correct? Yes. And they get slips of paper with advice on them. <clears throat> I love it because it's it's just that further shaming of, you know, you didn't try hard enough on the on your costume. Granted, I thought they looked pretty good for Frankenstein and Dracula. Like, <laughs> yeah. They put in some good effort in there, but no, still falling short. Yep, that was, that was the advice, is they got to work more on their costumes. I didn't think their costumes were that bad, obviously, compared to the Jackobots, but... Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Vicky shows up, wrapping up uh, poor Timmy in uh, toilet paper. <laughs> and, you know, that another thing. The, the dynamic between Timmy and the evil babysitter is just so perfect, especially that moment where she's like, oh, you need a costume here. Wrap yourself in toilet paper, and now you're a mummy. And uh, she tells him how there's going to be a uh, 70-30 split on the candy. And, you know, when I heard that, I honestly, having done just a little bit of work with contracts every so often, when I heard 70-30 split, I almost had a heart attack and fell over. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> two, this was kind of clever because uh, other people can't see the odd parents, so, but. Wanda points out how it's Halloween, so everyone can see him because they think they're just going to be wearing costumes. 
<laughs> and Cosmo is a floating janitor, and she is a floating nurse. Which begs the question: Can they not stand on the ground? Are they they are they perpetually in a state of floating? I've always wondered about. They have shown them standing before, but that makes me wonder because they normally float. So I mean, I just wonder how weak their legs must be that because they almost never stand on them. Because I remember the uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger knockoff fairy. He seems like he's always standing. I don't remember him ever floating. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's always just bench pressing the whole world. Um. And then they uh, find out the aliens are spying on them. Now, I was a little confused about this, but apparently these, these are reoccurring characters. Yes. Uh, so these characters have been around for a while. They tend to wage war against Earth. And as has been noted like later on in the episode, they basically everything that humans would love, they have the opposite reaction to it so it's just it's this really weird thing and it's it is it's especially strange because they're just these like squid people i honestly though mark's accent i think is one of my favorites i still think about it every so often just that weird like california surfer boy like just generic accent that he had it was just so perfect so uh they go to their principals trick-or-treating and they get reflective tape because <laughs> you gotta remember kids safety first on halloween so uh and then uh that's gonna come up later everyone but uh they also go to their uh their dentist i think dr bender was that his name yes voiced by the uh, excellent gilbert godfrey and his son uh is also dressed as a as a fairy <laughs> is he the tooth fairy or is he just a fairy i think he's supposed to be the tooth fairy yeah he's the tooth fairy <laughs> uh the aliens are progressively getting angrier watching what's going on they think that the humans are preparing some kind of assault on them which makes sense because they see them stockpiling candy and they think well this this has to be them getting ready for war they catch up with the the rich kids as the jackalbots who are at a, a mansion and they get a lot of money and whatnot when they go trick-or-treat. <laughs> That's why you always have to go to the better neighborhoods, because you never know what you might get. I've never gotten money, but I'm still trying one of these days, maybe. I remember being really young and getting quarters. Um, oh. But you would just get one. <laughs> <laughs> well, even still, with the interest after all those years, that quarter would probably be a few thousand. And, uh... <laughs> This jerk at the mansion, this rich guy, <laughs> Jimmy and his friends, he sticks the dogs on. <laughs> now, come on, what? Just because their costumes stunk? I mean, and you know, it, it, that's what I'm saying. This, the continual disrespect, like their costumes aren't that bad, but here they are getting dogs turned against them. It's just the disrespect that keeps piling up for these poor kids. Now the I mean okay I'll grant you Timmy's costume sucks it's just wrapped in toilet true yeah, he's just in toilet paper but you know it the poor AJ and Chester <laughs> now uh, he wishes that all the costumes were real and scary which we get a big musical number entitled real and scary honestly and for just like a regular kids episode like it's not an extended episode or anything they put a lot of effort into this song. And I got to, I got to be honest, the beginning part of it has stuck in my brain all these years afterwards. I still hear it every so often during Halloween, whether I see the episode or not. I just remember that part of the song. 
Now, if we weren't doing this episode, would you, would that be part of your uh, annual Halloween tradition, watching this episode? It's definitely going to be now. I uh, I know I definitely watched it, you know, before we did this episode, and I think I'm going to add it to the yearly routine. So definitely once Halloween comes around again, I'm going to be watching this again because it has to be a, a tradition for me now. There are certain things that you just you got to do during Halloween. Like I said, watching the old black and white movies, that's got to be one of them. This is now going on the list. My daughter did not care for this. I had to. It took me two tries to watch it because I tried to watch it with her and she hated it. <laughs> I think she's been just spoiled by computer animation. Like they don't, they just don't understand what it is that we had when we were growing up. And you know what? That whatever it is, what it is, it takes a real one to appreciate the classics. That's fine. I like how when Tommy becomes Tommy, Timmy becomes a mummy. And, He's like, there's, he's, he's rotting and his arm falls off. <laughs> I love it. They just really commit to the bit where they're like, yeah, well, obviously, you know, he's, if he's dead and he's a mummy, obviously he's just falling apart left and right. <laughs> the, the rich kids, they actually turn into actual Jackobots. They're going to destroy the world. You know, really, it's one of those things that he should have thought it through. It's one of those wishing for everybody to be real and scary and then thinking that it was just going to be him and his friends like you you really got to watch your wording there and they even uh they go into <laughs> gloat mode and they go ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like this the laughs that they do they they were so perfect in doing that i i love it because especially like when their voices start syncing together and you hear them talking over each other oh man it just it has me rolling every time now i i i, I felt stupid afterwards but it took me the so much of the episode to figure out why cosmo and wanda they were a real janitor and nurse but they were like monster janitor janitor and nurse and i couldn't figure out why i felt so stupid when i finally figured it out because timmy had said he wants the costumes to be scary <laughs> so a regular janitor is not scary but a monster janitor is scary <laughs> and that's i remember to be when i was a kid like i always wondered that too i was like but they were just a janitor and a nurse why would they be monsters and then once i got a little bit older and i actually listened to the song that's what I realized. Oh, he said he wants it real and scary. So, yeah, that makes sense why they have tails and teeth that are all jagged like that. <laughs> we find out that uh, Timmy wants to put it back to normal, but because they're not uh, fairy godparents anymore, they can't just wish it away. Everybody's stuck this way. Again, you got to watch it with that, that wording again, because, yeah, as soon as that happened, there go their ones. So... Now they're kind of stuck with the dilemma that they have to figure out how to get everybody changed back without the magic. I feel like they, they relied on the episodes I remember. They relied on this gimmick a lot where they pretty much took away the wishing. They found a way to take it away so you'd have to deal with it. Otherwise, the episode would be over in like two minutes. <laughs> exactly. As soon as there was a problem, it'd be like, oh, uh, can you undo it? And then it's done. They always had to come up with some way where they lose the wands there's some reason why the magic can't work in the opposite direction or just something like that the rules tended to change or they needed they would just take it away from them so this was one such occasion where it was like let's just take it away from them because i watched the one also where timmy wishes he he was grown up and they they can't change him back because only kids can wish 
on Godparents. <laughs> so uh, you find out uh, Mark, the alien you would reference, uh, he thinks Vicky is in, in danger and he's going to come to Earth to save her because that's the love of his life. Exactly. Because, again, you know, she is just the most evil, terrible person in the world who any normal person would hate. So <laughs> naturally, Mark just loves her to death. She's almost like a grown up version of a uh, guy. What was that girl on Rugrats? Um, oh, um, Angelica. Angelica. Yeah, she's <laughs> almost like a grown up Angelica. <laughs> she really is. Speaking of uh, Rugrats and Halloween and scary things, I, I just for the first time heard that crazy theory that. The Rugrats aren't real, that Angelica, like, they're all, think of her imagination. Yeah, the theory that, you know, all the kids actually, like, died. Died? And, <laughs> yeah, they're just, like, figments of her imagination while she plays alone because she's in an abusive home. It's dark. It's yeah. really twisted. <laughs> now, one of the creators has gone on record and said that's completely not true, but good lord. Which I'm glad that they did, just so that way, like, it's cool if that's running around as, like, uh, just a theory to kind of like tell people and make them freak out but it's good when you get actual confirmation that no that had nothing to do with any part of the planning timmy's pretty much falling apart because he's a mummy so wanda has to drag him around and he gets attacked by the jackobots <laughs> which uh, so, he should have seen coming naturally well yeah so he's got to get a new costume to fight him so they go to the costume emporium <laughs> and they find the clearance bin <laughs> because of course once you get to actual halloween night there's there are no full costumes left you're you're basically looking at just some capes some you know face paint makeup or whatever and you know maybe a fake knife or something like there's there's nothing that you can really do i think about some of the costumes i wore as a as an adult and a child they would be completely useless if they became who i really was <laughs> I think, yeah, once I got older than probably 10, yeah, it just, because other than that, prior to that, I had been, like, ninjas, a uh, soldier, I think I was those, Pikachu those one helpful, time. yeah. Yeah. But, like, the last time I actually dressed up as an adult, I was Walter White from Breaking Bad. I mean, <laughs> what good would that have done in this situation? Really, once you become an adult, it's just kind of like cosplay season, really. It's like, which character from a show or movie that I love do I want to dress up as? Now, uh, his uh, hodgepodge costume, he's got like the mask of the crimson chin. He's got like part of the, they say the creature from, I think they say the creature from the lagoon. They don't actually say. Yeah, they not use the actual yeah, title. Of course not. They got to be careful. And he's got like robotics and a tutu. <laughs> and of course also just those vampire teeth came in handy giving him vampire powers oh, yeah. i really feel like the vampire powers are what's going to clinch it for him that's right he's got the fangs too so he's got vampires as well <laughs> and we find out the pumpkinator sets the timer five minutes until pumpkination <laughs> yeah they're digging these uh pumpkin puns <laughs> My favorite part is when they're just counting down, and like I said again, their voices as they're doing it. I think though, I think it's the actress who does the the blonde girl. I can't remember her name at the moment, but hearing her voice most when she's like fifty eight, fifty seven, fifty six, it's like she has that Valley Girl accent down so perfectly, even as the robot. So he's uh he has a big fight with the pumpkinator with a lot of great stuff like one time the pumpkinator opens his mouth and there's a candle in it that shoots fire. 
they got to stick with the whole theme, and they really committed to the whole jack-o'-lantern bit. He tries to uh, use his uh, vampire fangs to bite into him, but it has no effects because they're metal. Naturally. I mean, come on. They're robots. What did you, what did you really expect but to get out of them? His big fang uh, falls out. This gets Wanda a pretty good idea, which is uh, she puts a pillow on top of it because Dr. Bender's son is the tooth fairy. <laughs> Perfect. Just in time. I mean, and that was really quick thinking. I definitely wouldn't have thought of that. You know, there's there's somebody out there dressed as a fairy. It wouldn't have even occurred to me. So that's that was genius. And seeing him show up as the tooth fairy was just perfect. Gilbert Gottfried, again, that he rested peace. He just he hit that part so perfectly. So she wishes to become a fairy again. So when now she's a fairy, she can grant Timmy's wishes. And he wishes for Halloween to be fake and scary. So right when the clock hit zero, one, he makes that wish and everybody <laughs> goes back to normal, including the Jackobots. Just in time, but save them all in the nick of time. So they got there in the end. That's all that really matters. Crisis averted. But uh, Timmy, uh, he's going to declare, he has to get rid of the aliens as well. So he uh, declares war and that gets him to hightail it out of there. Yeah, he knew that that would work because they're they're stupid. They're, he knew exactly what he was doing. And I love seeing the, just the panic on uh, Wanda's face as she's trying to talk him out of him, thinking that he has no idea what he's doing and just comes for the perfect setup. And since they think candy is evil, they uh, shoot a giant pinata. <laughs> so it ends up uh, raining candy. And of course, in the ultimate bit of irony, on top of Vicky, who is already sick because she's eaten so much candy. <laughs> That's what you gotta love. They they give her her comeuppance in the end, where she, having enjoyed all of the candy that she stole, then she's given even more candy that she's just not ready to handle. So it's perfect. There's also a bit earlier that gets brought up again, where the the dentist Gilbert Godfrey is really like, <laughs> he is like gleefully handing out like the most sugar-coated candy <laughs> i think he called them sugar-coated sugar-flavored pieces of sugar and yeah he he knows what his business is if he gives those kids candies they will definitely eat it and their parents will have to bring them back to fill cavities and pull teeth probably and even the poor kids when it rains candy just fills their bags everybody has candy on halloween Oh, Timmy says, this is the greatest Halloween ever. And then the next day we flip to his, all the kids are in line to go to the dentist. <laughs> and I love it, too. They even have that old school type of thing where they have like just a piece of cloth tied around their heads to signify that they have like toothaches or whatever. And uh, <laughs> Timmy has a great line where he says, we might have rotted our teeth out to the core, but we had fun. Isn't that what Halloween is all about? Exactly. See, and that's what I'm saying. That's that's the perfect idea for kids. Just, you know, we had fun. We ate a lot of candy. We got sick from it. And that was so awesome. And uh, our final shot is Cosmo with a candy cane saying, you can't spell Halloween without the how in the middle. And it <laughs> bites into the candy cane and it breaks his teeth. <laughs> and that's how we ended. Fairly odd parents 
scary godparents. Oh man, just one of the most perfect episodes. I'm telling you, I I just I love the fun that's in it. It just it perfectly encapsulates what I think you know an ideal type of Halloween is for kids and. I don't know. It's just fun. The humor in it. I just, I love everything about the episode. I wonder, do you, uh, if you've met someone your own age who didn't watch it as a child, <laughs> would they think you were crazy for it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think that I personally met anybody like that yet. I wouldn't be surprised if there is somebody I do personally know who's probably never seen it and it's just never come up in conversation. I might have to do that. I might need to start sending out quizzes to all the people I know. Have you seen this episode? <laughs> well, it's weird because they're not kids anymore, but people I know, like my niece and nephew and my friend's kids that are all around the same age, they all watched this when they were younger. <laughs> I'm they telling you. a lot of this in SpongeBob. Yes. It, it, it's just, you know, Fairly Odd Parents and SpongeBob, like they kind of became... I don't know. It's almost kind of like, you know, the Mickey Mouse for, you know, Disney. Like they just kind of became like the go to. Those were the the shows that represented, you know, the network. And I think in a way, at least SpongeBob still pretty much does. I I can't think of another Nick character that's so closely tied to Nickelodeon. Yeah, without a doubt. I can't think of I I previously was probably Rugrats before SpongeBob came along. Yeah, I would say, yeah, definitely Rugrats before. But then when he came along, that that's it. They haven't looked back since. Exactly. Yeah. That I mean, the amount of money that property has made and continues to make for them in just every possible format, you know, every way you can think about, you know, albums, merchandise, media, just everything. I mean, everything that you know they put SpongeBob on or in, it makes money. I mean, they talk about The Simpsons and Family Guy, but Jesus Christ, uh. When was SpongeBob's first season? Like 1998 or like? Yeah, I think it was 98, 99, yeah, 98. And man, ever since then, like it just it became the biggest thing, like within just a few years, and it just never stopped growing, and it's just maintained that power. But we're getting sidetracked here. We're talking fairly odd parents, scary godparents. We're going to rank it, and then we're going to get into it a little bit more in depth. We're going right to the spectrometer. Well, you picked this. You picked this episode. You picked this topic. So, zero spectra is garbage. Four spectros being absolute perfection. How are you going to rank the Halloween episode of the Fairly Odd Parents? Oh, I, I have to go all the way to four. I mean, this episode is just, for me, obviously, I, I can't say enough good things about it. You can put this episode on at any point, and I will probably more than likely sit down to watch the whole thing. I don't even have to see it from the beginning. Anywhere that I start watching it, I will finish it. <laughs> That's kind of hard for me to make a ranking, because uh, I feel... <laughs> Like I said, uh, I'm not really the target audience. <laughs> um, and some stuff that I might not enjoy, I got to think this is a, this is aimed at a little kid. Some of it generally made me laugh. Like the line about Timmy trick-or-treating regardless if he's crazy, that <laughs> made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I'll go uh, I'll go three and a half. It was, uh, it was pretty good. Okay. And that's fair. I'm going to take the half point because... 
you know, my daughter didn't like it, so I <laughs> lost points for that. And Cosmo, maybe I'm just getting old, but I'm getting tired of the character who's just dumb for dumb's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes he gets on my nerves. I, I think that's totally fair because I actually have the same feeling about Cosmo, but not until later seasons. I've seen some of the like the last few seasons and there is just there's a change in his character where he's just yeah, he's really dumb. If you go back and you watch like maybe the first couple seasons, he's an airhead, but he doesn't seem that stupid like that incompetent um, like he does here where he just seems blissfully unaware all the time. He wasn't really like that at first. And then as the show just kept going on, they just kept making him more and more into that one note. And I think what also annoyed me was that his voice changed. I know voice actors kind of settle into a voice, but by the end in the last seasons, his voice was just always kind of high pitched and squeaky all the time for no real seeming reason. So what he went through the, the Homer Simpson syndrome where he got dumber as the show progressed. I guess so. Yeah, he just he they just kept going with it where it was like he just he had absolutely no sense at all. Whereas where you watch the first seasons, it kind of was like that old type of character that, you know, he's kind of dumb, but he's kind of more so just he's in his own world. You know what I mean? It's not that he's really that stupid. It's just that he's so, you know, in his own little world that he doesn't realize the things that he's saying or doing are weird to other people. And it just I don't know. They kept devolving him in my opinion so yeah i would say he definitely got reduced <laughs> by the end of it but you're going four i'm going three and a half it's all in all a pretty good way to kick off our halloween celebration oh i'd agree i think it's the right way if you if you have people who can appreciate you know the classics that i, I bring to your table then i think it will be it'll be a good time for anybody during the halloween season but what did you think out there? Did you uh, not appreciate it as much as myself and Dylan did? Did you like it? Well, you couldn't have liked it much more, but you might have liked it less. Let me know what you think. Go to social media and uh, tell me what you thought of Fairly Odd Parents, the scary godparents. Well, as always, it is a pleasure to have you, Dylan. And uh, at this point in the show, we go into the free plug section where. I hand it over to my guests, and they can plug away at anything and anything they want. So the floor is yours. Plug away. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, uh, as was mentioned earlier, I do have a YouTube channel known as Comics by Dylan. That's by as in bisexual, so B-I. And I I talk about all kinds of different stuff. Um, Comics, for the most part, that's part of the name. So, of course, I do stick to that theme. I try to have fun with it. I try to explore kind of, you know, history, do deep dives. I love talking about stories and just some of the absurd things that tend to happen along the way. And I try to have fun with it. So if you like to be entertained while remembering old stories and hearing about what's going on in new stories with a hilarious twist, feel free to check me out. And um, yeah, I'm also on Twitter, but I don't really recommend anybody ever go to Twitter. So We'll just skip over that. Yeah, check out the YouTube channel. And I understand you're a huge fan of uh, Rob Liefeld's artwork. <laughs> you know, it's it's a one-sided war. I realize that, but I've just never 
never found that man's art to be good. And I, I will tell anybody who will ever ask me for the rest of my life. It's, it's just something that I will always, people let him become a millionaire on comics art and I will never let comic fans live it down. <laughs> oh, I want to thank you for uh, coming back, joining us and uh, kicking off Halloween with us. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you'll uh, come back again. Of course. And uh, anyone out there, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And if uh, if you want to tell us your thoughts on this episode or Halloween or anything in general, hit me up on social media. You can find me at Twitter at Matt Spectro. Follow me while you're there. Facebook, Matt Spectro through the multiverse. You can even find me on Hive if you're so inclined. And I'm at Matt Spectro, all lowercase letters. And if you could also give my podcast a five-star review, appreciate it. If you could share it, like it, I really subscribe. Really appreciate it. Get the algorithm going. And uh, like I said, we're kicking off Halloween. So if you have any other episodes uh, or any suggestions, go to my social media and hit me up. Well, that's going to about wrap it up for this week. Uh, Dylan, do you have any uh, last thoughts? Any uh, definite recommendations for people that have to watch at the Halloween time of year? Uh, well, let's see. I One of the new ones that I would recommend is the... Um werewolf by night special in black and white i know they're about to put it out in color but check that out it was actually really fun nice new one to add to the halloween repertoire and yeah just other than that watch horror movies 13 ghosts hellraiser you know some of the just the obscure creepy stuff go check that out yeah werewolf by night surprise pleasantly surprised me i actually enjoyed it uh everyone knows i've made no secret i'm pretty burnt out on the mcu but i actually Enjoyed the Werewolf by Night special. Oh, yeah, it was really cool. I was not ready for it, but yeah, it actually ended up being really nice. If I'm going to recommend something as far as horror films, uh, you got to watch at least one of the Halloweens. Uh, probably, if you don't do the original, at least stick to one of the better ones. <laughs> uh, not Halloween ends, I'll, I'll say that for sure. <laughs> um, probably, I always watch like... Uh, Beetlejuice at this time of year and I'll watch I'll watch Hocus Pocus like you brought up earlier. I also have a tendency to I'll just take sitcoms and I'll I'll cherry pick the Halloween episode and I'll just watch that as well. I do that too all the time. That and Christmas episodes. <laughs> yeah, I do that as well. <laughs> Alright, well that's gonna about do it this week. Thanks everyone for joining us and uh every episode this month we are celebrating Halloween. So Join us. Don't get too scared. Come back again and we'll do some trick or cheats. Till then, happy Halloween, everyone. Excelsior! <laughs>